good olive oil tasters, sommeliers will tell you, is very characteristic because it's very fruity, has lots of fresh grass, but also has lots of tomato um, leaf sensation. I mean, it, it, it's fabulous oils from Sicily. But anyway, when he was when he was wanting to, to take it, he tried to dip some bread in, and he said, no, 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 these Italians said, no, 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 you must try it, you know. Um, and um, he, he, he drank the oil neat and then immediately got this... <coughs> cough sensation, which was the same that he'd had with the uh, cough medicine containing the liquid ibuprofen. Um, and uh, and the Italians laughed with him that they said, you know, a, a good oil is a one cough oil. <laughs> An excellent oil is a two cough oil and a really <laughs> great oil is a three cough oil. Um, and you know, this has been said for years. Um, and so he took it back to the Institute and identified a component that was giving him this pungent sensation on the back of his throat, which is a, a new, newly discovered polyphenol, which he named oleocanthal, yeah. uh, which means oil, and then canthal means sting. Um, and what he discovered was that compound, oleocanthal, is really very similar in its anti-inflammatory effects to ibuprofen. Welcome to Your Body's Way, a podcast for all of you health conscious humans out there who want to nourish, move and take care of your body your way. Not the diet book's way or even my way. Your journey to find your body's way through all of the noise and nonsense starts right here, where I'll be presenting and breaking down all of the current popular health practices so you can make intelligent choices that work for you and you alone. You know what they say, if the shoe fits, so I encourage you to take on what sounds tempting and to reject what doesn't. So let's dive into your journey to becoming the person you know you can be. Hey there, welcome back to Your Body's Way. I'm Tamara Walpole, your host, and thanks again for coming back for another episode. I'm really enjoying podcasting recently because I get to talk to the most incredible people, and today's guest is no different. I had a really fascinating conversation with Dr. Simon Paul about all things olive oil. It was an episode that was really, really needing to happen because I've had so many questions recently about oils and which oils we should be having, which oils we should be avoiding. <clears throat> and I'm a huge advocate for olive oil because the amount of research behind it is just so, you, you can't deny that olive oil has such an impact on human health. And it's, it's done a world of good, obviously, for um, people in the Mediterranean. Um, the Mediterranean diet itself has so much research to back it up to say that it's such a great diet for, um, you know, for disease prevention and for vitality and um, good, like, like a, a, a long lifespan. So uh, Diamond, uh, Dr. Simon Paul, he was the best person to invite in for this conversation because he is an absolute expert and he's dedicated about two decades to olive oil and the Mediterranean diet. So he's a Cambridge-based uh, medical doctor. He's an author of two books about the Mediterranean diet and olive oil. He is a speaker, uh, an olive oil consultant, and he is obviously an internationally renowned authority on the science and application of the Mediterranean 
diet. We had so much fun talking about this because I have so many questions about which olive oil to buy, which is, you know, what what's the best um, oil to put your money into because they can be expensive. And I just don't want to make that mistake anymore. I just want to buy good quality olive oil and know that I'm doing myself a world of good by having it. So I wanted to find all of that stuff out for myself. And I know that by the time we're done with this conversation, you're going to know exactly what to do when it comes to your next bottle of olive oil, I promise you. So I don't want to delay any more. Here is Dr. Simon Paul. Thank you so much, Dr. Simon Paul, for joining me today on the podcast. This is so, so exciting. Um, I, I've just, we've literally just been having a lovely quick conversation before this call and I was telling you how excited I was to record this episode and I, I have to be honest I never thought that I would um, concentrate so much on a topic like olive oil but here we are like the, the podcast has taken me here and it's led me to a whole entire episode on olive oil because I think that it deserves an episode maybe several I'm sure in your view, but um, there's so many questions I have about olive oil and you are the go-to person when it comes to that and when it comes to the Mediterranean diet. So I just wanted to say a big, big thank you for joining me. Um, how are you doing today? I know that it's quite late in the UK at the moment. Doing very, very well, thank you. Yes, and thank you for the invitation, yes, to talk about olive oil and, and of course, really extra virgin olive oil which is, um, um, I, I think there are some podcasts that you can do dedicated to a single ingredient and a single food, but there are not very many. And mm. olive oil, I think, is is definitely one of those. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. And judging by all the questions that I have, I think we're going to have a very full conversation about olive oil. And um, what I did want to um, let you know, and this is quite fun, we can visit this at the end, but basically I've got two bottles of olive oil here. So uh, <laughs> um, basically to anybody who's listening and not watching, um, I'm just holding up two bottles of olive oil. One is Filippo Berrio in like a clear plastic bottle and one is Colavita in a dark glass bottle and um i think by the end of this conversation i'd quite like to know um you know the kind of your your view on um what to be looking for um in a good quality olive oil but i'm already guessing that a clear bottle is not good right well um yes um that's that's true largely um because um extra virgin olive oil is a fresh fruit juice uh, and it's subject to chemical changes, which we call oxidation. Um, and that's what makes an oil go rancid. Mm -hmm. And those chemical reactions occur much more rapidly with heat and with light and with exposure to oxygen. So already in a clear bottle, you're allowing the, the UV light to, to essentially slowly degrade uh, the, the the good quality ex, uh, extra virgin olive oil uh, and uh, and make it less fresh um, and actually use up any uh, any antioxidants that are actually in the oil 
by that oxidation process. So yes, a dark bottle in general is, is very good. And as there are some very special early harvest oils, which are produced in clear bottles because the producer knows that the discerning consumers who are getting that oil will consume it in, in a matter of days. So that's So it's that's okay to have a clear bottle, bottle. yes. <laughs> if it's a really good quality one and you drink it really quickly and it's very fresh, then yes. for sure. I love how we've already covered a really big tip because I'm sure there are so many people who are listening who buy olive oil who wouldn't even think that a clear bottle is, you know, something to, you know, maybe I should switch to a dark bottle. Like people, a lot of people probably don't even think that. So um, that's, a, I love how we're starting off on a strong foot here. Um, but the way I like to think of olive oil, um, and I wonder if you agree, it's almost like, it's like, it's like any fruit, any fruit juice like orange juice for example if you have freshly squeezed orange juice we all know that it starts to get less fresh fairly quickly so obviously the you know the quicker you drink it the better i mean a lot of fresh fruit juice producers like to say look have it within 24 hours <laughs> like no more than that but olive oil is kind of similar to that right yes it's similar in some ways but it's also different so um unlike orange juice it's actually not predominantly sugars and, and, and carbohydrate but it's predominantly fat um mm -hmm. the the healthy monounsaturated fat but like juices of of fruits because it is effectively a, a, a juice of a fruit although although it's it's predominantly fat um it's uh, full of antioxidant compounds full of protective compounds that the plants uh produce to preserve the fruit in, in an essentially quite challenging environment full of mm. oxygen and UV light and heat, uh, which are all the things that uh, that break down the, the chemistry uh, of, 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 of the fruit. Um, and so these antioxidants, um, which I'm sure we'll come on to, um, we're already on to, you see, I, I yeah, can't I resist talking immediately. We could talk about broadly about the Mediterranean diet, but I'm about to talk about polyphenols already. <laughs> already. And We've already just started. Say, come on, say, Simon, just, pull it back. Just just pull it back broad let's let's <laughs> we'll talk about polyphenols in in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah um okay so of, of like obviously um olives and oranges they are not um basically the same that's what we're trying to say um there are so many um health benefits to olive oil and i can't wait to get stuck into it but the reason why um i wanted to get it uh, to do an episode on this um two reasons really so the first reason is buying good quality olive oil and um after having read about olive oil and digging into it it is an absolute minefield you know there's so much going on with it um with its history and um the, the quality of production today and um later on we're going to dive into the kind of fraudulent aspects of olive oil production which is rife um and so so as a consumer and someone who cares about their health and wants to put good money into good brands um it's something that I care about and I think my listeners care about it as well you know something that you know that is extremely healthy that if you have it every day like they do in the Mediterranean it has huge health benefits but wanting to choose the right brand and wanting to choose the right bottle, um, that's really important. So that's the first reason. But the second reason is I had a 
quite a fabulous conversation with um, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. I basically did a podcast with her and she said this um, really great quote. She said that flour, sugar and vegetable oil are the three legs in which every disease stands. So I'm just going to kind of talk you through it. Um, That was the quote kind of went a bit viral, like lots of questions. And one of the main questions was about when it came to vegetable oil, one of the main questions was, what about olive oil? What about olive oil? What about, and that question came up like 10, 20, 30, 40 times. And I kept on saying, olive oil is fine. Olive oil is fine. Um, So I thought, you know, we'd do an episode on it. So that's that's the main um, sort of reason why I'm so happy to chat to you. Um, You did a book on this in 2016, so it's quite some time ago. Um, What what, what kind of, you're you're an expert on the Mediterranean diet, on olive oil. What took you on this journey? Like, where did you start? How did you end up getting into it? So over 20 years ago, I was sitting in my consulting room because I'm a practicing uh, physician um, uh, and doing the usual, which was giving a prescription to somebody who had a long-standing chronic disease. I can't remember whether it was um, heart disease or, or, or previous stroke or diabetes. Um, and as I began to just understand a little bit more about, about, about medicine as I was practicing it, I read more and more about the extraordinary benefits of lifestyle changes and the fact that there's good research to say that 70 to 80% of all chronic diseases in Western societies can be at least in part attributed to lifestyle choices. So this is really huge. So modern medicine, of which I am a proponent um, and have been practicing for the last 30 years, is really based around treating people when they're sick, um, trying to put people back together again when they become ill. And so the research about the Mediterranean diet really struck me because it's 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 as powerful as statins. It's, 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 it's in fact, it's more powerful than the medications that we can prescribe in most situations. Uh, of course, that's a generalization. Uh, you know, one can quote studies, different, different circumstances, because I think it's really important in discussing diet lifestyle and food to be really evidence-based and and i'm i i I, you know there are a lot of people who talk about diet a lot of people who talk about food where um the science is dubious but the science around the mediterranean diet is incredibly robust i mean it's probably the most studied diet in the world but the evidence is really clear and in 2013 in particular there was a very large study uh, which was a gold standard study. The the standards um, and the methodology of that Predimed study in Spain in 2013 were really, really absolutely um, at the, the top of their game, showing that the Mediterranean diet supplemented with extra virgin olive oil could reduce the risk of heart attacks and strokes by 30%, breast cancer by potentially up to 60%. So these are extraordinary um, deliveries on, on a pattern of food, which is not only uh, not only healthy, but also fabulously tasty um, and also sustainable on a personal level and also environmentally. So that was the story about the Mediterranean diet. And then uh, I took a deeper dive into the most important ingredient within the Mediterranean diet, the the, the the largest source of, of, of fat in the Mediterranean diet, which is extra virgin olive oil, really at the foundation and at the heart of, of, of the Mediterranean diet. And so I began to have an interest in what qualities these extra virgin olive oils had that contributed to those benefits of the Mediterranean diet overall in reducing 
risks of chronic diseases and, and death. It's so interesting you say that olive oil is the most important ingredient in the Mediterranean diet because that's also what I came across as well, that olive oil, um, could the Mediterranean diet be so good because of the inclusion of olive oil? Because um, the amount that um, they consume over in the Mediterranean, so like Spain, Italy, Greece, um, the amount that they consume is is huge in comparison to, let's say, the UK, the US. Um, how many mils per day did you say? I'm trying to remember from your book. Yeah, so most of the most of the studies which show the benefit of extra virgin olive oil are looking at 30 to 50 mils, which is the average consumption per day in mm-hmm. Spain and Italy. In Greece, historically, they've been consuming up to about 70 mils um, mm. of, of extra virgin olive oil um, a day. And it's quite extraordinary because per capita, we in Western European countries in the States consume about uh, a litre of oil a year on average. Um, and in the Mediterranean, they're up to 20 litres individually each year. So really, there are really significant differences in in the consumption of extra virgin olive oil. And if you look around all the regional variations of the Mediterranean diet, of which there are many from North mm. Africa, where there's a great preponderance of spices, where where alcohol is is limited in so the red wine contribution to health is is not there in North Africa. And you look at, uh, at Italy with lots of tomatoes um, so, and garlic, perhaps in, in French cuisine. Um, uh, you, you know, there are lots of different different aspects. Tagines in, in again in in, in northern um, northern Africa. Tagine cooking, but at the end of the day, the fundamentals of of the Mediterranean diet are are essentially unprocessed foods Mm -hmm. so really no additives and and, and preservatives other than those that are natural um red meat probably consumed less um um certainly no sort of added sugars and so on so none of the the the, the pretty toxic stuff that we have in our western diet but also all the really good ingredients herbs and spices and nuts and, and fish oily fish but the one common i should say the two common denominators are the presence of vegetables so plants vegetables and and beans with extra virgin olive oil as the main source of fat and that is the that's the common denominator really of all these different variations of the mediterranean diet and the contribution of extra virgin olive oil really i think can't be understated because as you say it contributes as a single ingredient in a way that no other ingredient does. It's ubiquitous. It's used for cooking. It's used for drizzling, um, and 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 every family will have um, you know will have those those three liter, five liter cans from their local uh, local local grove or their cooperative or indeed from their trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a its presence is really uh, really important in the diet, and the science demonstrates that. But so you can you can which is rather unusual for a single ingredient, you can actually say that extra virgin olive oil contributes um, two tablespoons, reduces the risk of, of, of cardiovascular disease by 44%, according to one large study called the EPIC study. Um, and so you can, you can actually measure some of the effects of the oil itself. Gosh, that, that is huge, what you've just said, um, 40%. That is a huge amount and that is absolutely incredible. Um, and just thinking to like uh, Mediterranean countries, like the way that they use olive oil is very different to how we use it. So we would splash it on a salad and we'd be like, 
you know, that's it, done. That's our olive oil. But for them, it's 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 splashed on everything. It's it's, it's cooked. You know, people, they cook their food in it and they they put it on everything. They put it on their skin and um, like it's just it's much more um, laced into their community, into their diet, into their lifestyle than it is for us. And you know, yes, I, I mean, and could yeah, that it has, be why I mean, they're so has, healthy? Yeah. Yes, and it has has places in history, you know, with mythology, with the importance of olive oil in, in the Bible, in the Quran, um, you know, across civilizations. You know, it, it built nations. Literally, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Phoenicians as they tracked their way across the uh, the Mediterranean, colonizing North Africa and Spain and trading, brought the olive tree with them. And so, you know, cultures um, cultures the presence of extra virgin olive oil was was so deeply embedded and olympic athletes used to get given uh, given um, in ancient greece given yeah. prizes which was tax free quantities of extra virgin olive oil that would make them overnight millionaires you know so so it, it's it's importance has been has always been it's been really really um central and as you say it, it's ubiquitous and and in the kitchen and it's fascinating because we're now understanding some of that intuitive wisdom how that actually pushes through in terms of some of the science so for example you mentioned you know they use it for 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 cooking and um one of the concerns about cooking red meat and particularly cooking red meat um on the barbecue um so so um um, coal uh, coal cooking it and, and and giving it that color change that darkness and that and that and that blackness even on the barbecue one of the concerns about that is that that process the maillard reaction produces uh, chemicals called heterocyclic amines which have been right. implicated in bowel that, can- yeah. in bowel cancer mm. and it's really interesting because if you marinate meat in extra virgin olive oil and, and there's an example in one study where they used uh, a marinade that was really rich in antioxidants like extra virgin olive oil, some red wines, some herbs, and some spices. I mean, if you marinate it, the quantities of heterocyclic amines can be reduced by as much as 70 or 80%. So it's fascinating because we see rates of bowel cancer in the Mediterranean much, much lower. Now, they do eat less red meat overall, um, but the way in which they prepare their food is also probably really important in terms of the effects of the oil um, um, used used with everything. I mean, another example is, for example, if you have uh, a plate of pasta or if you have uh, bread, um, it has a glycemic uh, rise. It has a glycemic uh, index. So in other words, um, um, for listeners to understand, that means the sugars are released over a particular period of time. And and something that has a high glycemic uh, index means that the sugars are released really quite quickly. And the response of the body of that is to produce more insulin. um, And over time, that can increase the risk of obesity and, and even type 2 diabetes. Well, the interesting thing is the one way to really significantly decrease the glycemic rise after a meal is to bed olive oil into the pasta and into the bread. And of course, when we go to the Middle East and we have a Middle Eastern flatbread, it's always dipped in extra virgin olive oil. And pasta, again, we think, you know, we're we're being told by many now that pasta is, you know, we should all be low carb and pasta is is the devil's food because it's a carbohydrate. 
we all should be avoiding carbohydrates. Um, but actually, it's the way you prepare them, the way you eat them, the quantity, but also this combination, for example, with extra virgin olive oil, that decreases that glycemic rise. So there's a there's a the ways in which they use extra virgin olive oil for cooking and for drizzling have health implications um, and, and have been done for millennia in the uh, in the Mediterranean um, tradition. I have to second that because um, my children, they absolutely love pasta. So I find myself giving them more pasta than I'd probably like because I'd like them to have more variation, more vegetables. But a lot of the time, I think a lot of parents can agree Um having just 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 filling them up is the most important thing and then hoping that they you know have vegetables on the side that's the most important thing some proteins and meat but um what i do find is if i absolutely drench it in olive oil i feel okay <laughs> i feel like look they're having a decent meal here because they've got you know good quality olive oil i hope like we'll discuss that at the end um good quality olive oil good quality fats and they're getting filled up and i just think as long as it's like you said as long as it's combined with something um you know it, it's the combination of food rather than the macronutrient which i know you've spoken of before you're just like it's not about macros you know it's about the combination it's about food it's about lifestyle and I I completely see where you're coming from with that I just want to quickly cut in here to talk to you about an amazing supplement company Paleo Valley and if you're based in the US or Canada do I have a treat for you Paleo Valley is a health and socially conscious snack and supplement company making huge waves in the food industry. Autumn Smith is the co-founder and was a fabulous guest on this podcast. You absolutely have to check out the episode to get a feel for her spirit and the absolute quality of Paleo Valley's products. They stock beef, turkey and pork sticks, superfood bars, bone broth protein powder, as well as a range of supplements like grass-fed organ complex and neuroeffect. I especially love their award-winning beef sticks. Unlike other meat-based snacks, they're 100% grass-fed, sourced from regenerative farms, and don't contain any citric acid, which is damaging for health and is found in the majority of other meat stick snacks. Instead, the snacks are fermented, making them rich in gut-friendly probiotics, not to mention absolutely delicious. I especially love the teriyaki flavor, which is so tasty and a great way to up my protein in between meals. I love to give them to my children, knowing that they're doing so much good for their health and my household is well stocked. So just click the link in the show notes to receive 50% off your next order of beef sticks. You can thank me later. Now back to the show. Um, I really want to get into history and I really want to get into cooking. But first of all, um, why is olive oil so good for us? I mean, you said that it, it reduces, you know, disease rates by 40%. I think you said heart disease. Um, what is it in the olive oil? What is it in the olives that is doing that? So when um, after the seven countries study in the 1960s and Professor Ansel Keys came back to the States with a, with a story that people in the Mediterranean were having long and healthy lives in comparison to those in Western Europe and, 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 and the States. There was a, a real focus on the fact that it was felt that there was less saturated fat consumed in the, uh, in, in the Mediterranean. 
um, and that um, and that because of the link between saturated fat and uh, and cholesterol that was um, considered to be really so strong at that time, there was a, a there, there was a sense that we should not be eating uh, saturated fats um, and we should be eating unsaturated fats. Now that's a complicated debate because um, unsaturated fats are a mixed bag um, mm-hmm. because we're actually probably consuming too many vegetable oils um, and potentially seed oils which which uh, which contain the wrong type and combinations probably of polyunsaturated fats but what it came down to was the was the sense that the unsaturated fat the monounsaturated fat in 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 olive oil in extra virgin olive oil was a, a healthy aspect was one of the health benefits of the oils and that is true i mean there's certainly evidence that monounsaturated fats replacing uh, um, saturated fats with monounsaturated fats is healthy, although dairy, there's, there's very little evidence that saturated fats in, in fermented dairy are a problem. So again, it's complicated. And that's why we probably shouldn't be talking about, yes. uh, about <laughs> macronutrients. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at extra virgin olive oil as a food, it's got good monounsaturated fats, but the key probably lies in the smaller concentration, but of really powerful compounds called bioactive compounds a class of which are polyphenols. And so polyphenols, which I couldn't resist launching into at the beginning of the podcast, are anti-inflammatory and antioxidant components in the extra virgin olive oil, um, olive oil, which is a refined product, um, just straight olive oil, really has very, very few uh, um, polyphenols in it because they've all been stripped out during the processing. So extra virgin olive oil, rich in these naturally occurring uh, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compounds um, is really probably what's giving us the health benefits um, from the oil. And humankind has managed to, by pressing the the fruit of the olive tree, has managed to concentrate these uh, polyphenols, these these antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds in a really, really... uh, um, um, concentrated way in an oil which confers um we believe the vast majority of the benefits of, of, of extra virgin olive oil which are probably not in terms of changing cholesterol levels or anything like that but actually as anti-inflammatory components within the diet and we're beginning to understand that that's that's really the key to extra virgin olive oil and there's like this brings me to this is the perfect time to bring in the story that you told about um gary how do you how do you pronounce his second name beauchamp Bichon. Bichon. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so I've, so I hear he's like a, he was, he's an expert taster. Like he's, he's great with tasting. I'm, I'm not sure what to call him. His, well, his, he's actually, a, he's actually a professor of sensory professor, science. That's right. At, at Manel, that's right. Um, in Philadelphia, which, which, you know, there are, there are these fabulous uh, uh, people who, um, who are experts in the relationship between our sensations and uh, and our experiences um and and taste and chemistry mm. um and yes the story about 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 was is about how gary uh, who i've had the privilege to to to, to meet at, oh, at a couple of conferences um uh, how um this um soft-spoken american uh, um um scientist uh, discovered one of the 36 or so polyphenol anti-inflammatory components in 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 extra virgin olive oil and the story is that he was presented with a cough medicine um in the states that was rather um rather 
unhelpfully causing people to cough mm. so that people yeah. were consuming a, a liquid cough medicine which one of the ingredients was apparently causing people to <coughs> have this cough sensation so the pharmaceutical company asked him to research what that element was and he discovered that it was the liquid ibuprofen in the uh, in the cough medicine that was having this irritating effect on the back of the throat a sort of pungent uh, experience so they they took the ibuprofen the liquid ibuprofen out of it and all the other ingredients remained and and, and the story was that the cough medicine was was was, was then uh, rather more successful and, and soon after that um gary um tells us that he was invited out to a conference, um, a sensory science conference in, in Sicily. And of course, the Italians being the Italians said, well, the first thing we should do is have some lunch. Um, and um, and so they went out and, and, and introduced him to their, their pride and joy, which was the local uh, extra virgin olive oil, which good olive oil tasters, sommeliers, will tell you is very characteristic because it's very fruity, has lots of fresh grass, but also has lots of tomato um, leaf sensation. I mean, it, it, it's fabulous oils from Sicily. But anyway, when he was when he was wanting to, to take it, he tried to dip some bread in it and he said, no, 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 these Italians said, no, 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 you must try it, you know. Um, and um, he, he, he drank the oil neat and then immediately got this <coughs> cough sensation, which was, the same that he'd had with the uh, cough medicine containing the liquid ibuprofen. Um, and uh, and the Italians laughed with him that they said, you know, a, a good oil is a one cough oil. <laughs> An excellent oil is a two cough oil and a really <laughs> great oil is a three cough oil. Um, and you know, this has been said for years. Um, and so he took it back to the Institute and identified a component that was giving him this pungent sensation on the back of his throat which is a a new newly discovered polyphenol which he named oleocanthal yeah. uh, which means oil and then canthal means sting um and what he discovered was that compound oleocanthal is really very similar in its anti-inflammatory effects to ibuprofen right um and so that's really fascinating because about i i can't remember the exact dosage but if you have uh, 30 mils of extra virgin olive oil a day you're getting like 50 milligrams of ibuprofen i think I, I think it's it's something like that which is a small dose of of an anti-inflammatory each day and when you think about what i prescribe as a as, as, as a practicing physician for somebody who's had a heart attack mm. they're always advised to take a little mini aspirin as a low-grade anti-inflammatory because we know that cardiac disease is not just about blocking your arteries but actually about about inflammation within the the plaques in your in your in your arteries so it makes complete sense that people in the mediterranean as part of the mediterranean diet are getting these doses of anti-inflammatory components and it's not just from extra virgin olive oil because there are polyphenols in many plant uh, um, um plant in vegetables and, and, and in fruits um and, and wine contains polyphenols um, um procyanidin and uh, resveratrol which um again probably have some antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects but the extra virgin olive oil clearly is really important and so when we come on later to talk about how you choose an extra virgin olive oil you, you know th this is a teaser really yeah go for you know go for tasting it and see if it'll give you a little cough I mean, maybe two coughs, um, and then you'll know that it's actually quite rich um, in these uh, anti, at least one of these anti-inflammatory components. But they often give that pungency, pepperiness, and bitter taste to 
uh, extra virgin olive oil, which is which is a really great bitterness. I mean, it's a great uh, those are great flavors because they're they're, they're sort of they're, they're softened when you add them to food. But when you take taste the oil neat, you can really identify those bitter and pungent flavors of the antioxidant, anti-inflammatory components. And I love that because so many of us would, so many of us probably prefer oil to be less like that. Um, you know, less, no coughing, no bitterness, just as plain as possible. That That's that's the preferred flavor. But um, throughout history and, you know, olive oil sommeliers and people of the Mediterranean know that proper olive oil should have quite an impact on your taste buds and on your, you know, your nose and your throat and it's quite an experience if you're picking good quality olive oil so I I guess that kind of um, brings me on to um, extra virgin olive oil because I know that there's different stages um, or different levels of olive oil quality so I believe it's extra virgin at the top which is like top grade no that's the top olive oil then you have virgin olive oil and then you have olive oil. Is, is there anything below olive oil, or is that where it stops? Uh, well, there's pomace oil, which pomace is oil. which is essentially yeah. um, not fit for human consumption. Um, right. Although you do see it around somewhere, but um, but um, that's basically from the 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 extraction of oil from the pulp that's um, that's left after the after the pressing. By by industrial, it's it's a highly processed uh, um, substance that that is predominantly used in the soap industry. I see. Um, so... But yes, but you've got those. But you've got those categories essentially essentially right. And then then there are other other categories, other phrases that mm-hmm. marketing marketeers will will introduce. So you'll you'll have light olive oil. Yes. Um, yeah. Which kind of implies that maybe it's light in in calories yes um, yeah. in fact all it means is it's light in flavor which yeah. actually means it's got lower levels yeah. of these energy, energy, See, energy this, this is good so, yeah this is what i and need to get into get, you also get you get the phrase cold pressed mm. um or first pressed um and, and there's nothing wrong with 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 that but essentially in order to fulfill the definition of extra virgin olive oil and it's defined on two levels. It's defined by taste, mm-hmm. and it's also defined by chemistry. Right. So, in order to be uh, have the chemical um, uh, qualities and the taste qualities of extra virgin olive oil, it's got to essentially be the freshest. Right. It's essentially got to be unoxidized. Mm-hmm. So, it's got to have some of these anti-inflammatory uh, components in it, and it's got to be well preserved with no defects, so no sense of r- rancidity and so on. So, um, so extra virgin olive oil is always produced at low temperatures because if yeah. you heat it up to produce it um then you lose those um antioxidant um, and it's just pure element. mechanical processing and right it's so it's mechanical. just literally squeezed no yeah, chemicals and then, and, then, and then centrifuge that's exactly right um and so by definition it's cold pressed because it's always under 24 degrees um celsius um and um and the first pressing well these days there is no second pressing i I mean there was historically but these days there is no second pressing so so first pressing is is really a bit meaningless as well but essentially good extra virgin olive oil you 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 uh, the the farmer will will nurture their trees they will they will allow their trees to be a little bit stressed because 
plants that are slightly stressed will increase these protective antioxidants to protect their fruit from a challenging environment. So they won't be they, the trees won't be over irrigated. They won't be over they won't be over fertilized. They'll be really really um, nurtured trees. Then the olives will be taken really quickly, within a matter of an hour or two, to the press, mm. um, and that's again important. Uh, because it's important that they're, they're not overexposed to, again, oxygen, heat and light, which degrades. Then it's pressed in these controlled circumstances in, in what are these days very modern, technologically advanced mills. And then you get the fruit juice coming out, which the, the producer will hope uh, passes those sensory uh, and chemical tests to be the, well, the preserved juice yes. of, the extra, uh, of the olive tree. So that's extra virgin olive oil. Now, it may be that that, thing, that things haven't gone quite to plan. Mm. It may be that uh, that 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 the, the trees were, were over irrigated, or it may be that um, um, it may be that there was time spent bringing the the, the, the olives to to the mill, um, or for whatever reason. Um, also, maybe the the the, the harvest the. the the um, olives were harvested late because that increases the yield for the farmer, but it decreases the antioxidants because as the fruit matures, um, it, it loses some of the antioxidants on the branch. Um, and at the, at the end of a process, the farmer might, the producer might actually produce just virgin olive oil, which is not quite up to the standard. It's, it's still got some antioxidant, anti-inflammatory components, still got some polyphenols in it, but it's, it's, it's a little bit higher in acidity. And, and it doesn't pass those 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 tests. You don't see much virgin olive oil on the shelves these days. Yeah, I days. don't see it either. Extra virgin yeah. or just olive oil. Yeah, because basically the industry um, it, it, it really has now become an industry where farmers will try and produce extra virgin olive oil. They produce extra virgin olive oil, but then at some stage the quality might diminish, mm. or indeed. The whole production from a, a large cooperative, perhaps in Turkey or Tunisia or somewhere, might not be producing good standard extra virgin olive oil. Um, and in those situations, they 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 will um, uh, they will potentially take bad oil and give it to the refinery, um, and then it's heated, uh, um, it, it's processed, um, and uh, all of the antioxidants are stripped out of it, so it becomes a tasteless and colourless liquid then about 10% um, extra virgin olive oil is put back just to give it a little bit of taste. And right. that's called olive oil. Right. So olive oil is a refined process from failed extra virgin olive oil pressing. So that's failed really, version. Um, yes. I so like that's that. really, um, so that's really, but you know, olive oil has a market, um, yes, you know, does, a lot of, yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of restaurants will say we use olive oil because it's a healthy fat, but we can't afford to cook with extra virgin olive oil. Um, but um, really, uh, my advice would be, you know, go for the extra virgin olive oil. And then, of course, within the extra virgin olive oil category, um, as you as you probably are going to demonstrate with your um, your various supermarket uh, um, um, brands you got from the supermarket, there's huge variation of quality and also of these antioxidant components, these polyphenols, huge variations within the extra virgin olive oil sector um and, and again you have producers who are producing 
just extra virgin olive oil bags and they are so proud of their small batch um oils and they they enter them for competitions new york tokyo and they win competitions and these are amazing and fantastic oils quite expensive quite pricey really healthy usually because they're, they're rich in these antioxidant components that give them some of these sought after flavors and then the other end of the market is with the big predominantly italian producers who want to produce much cheaper extra virgin mm. olive oil and and the way they do that is the is that they they essentially it's a commodities market so essentially they buy up extra virgin quality oil but one that, that that's that's produced in quite large quantities in big cooperatives perhaps in tunisia greece or wherever spain and and they buy that up and they mix it all together into their product um, um which is then shipped out of often Italy. so it says it, it, it's produced in italy but actually it's a it's it's an it's an extra virgin olive oil which probably to be frank only just about passes the extra virgin criteria of, right. of taste and, and chemistry and it's pretty bland pretty unexciting but the 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 producers these large producers will tell you that that's what people want because they're not they don't like the more ch potentially challenging flavors of really good quality extra virgin olive oil but there's a slight vicious circle because if you teach people flavors and train people from childhood to like particular flavors they tend to continue to like those so if people are not exploring their palate they will always keep going back to a rather bland rather unexciting rather low in polyphenol antioxidant um, 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 oils like the mass-produced ones. What I love about when I was kind of looking into olive oil, what I love about it is it kind of reminds me of the wine industry because, you know, you have people who, are, like like you were mentioning, competitions and um, people like professional tasters and competitions as to who's got the best flavour. And um, it's just, it's so interesting that um, it's got such, um, that there's so much excitement in the industry around olive oil. Um but that, I mean, this kind of leads me on to um, a, a more serious topic um, when it comes to olive oil. And that is when it comes to, so you mentioned extra virgin olive oil and, you know, the, the different things that make it good quality. But am I right in thinking that I came across something in your book when you said that even extra virgin olive oil, even that name can have, um, it, it can even then it can't 100% be trusted you said something like that or was well, it more what you were just saying just now about the quality I think there are two things going on tomorrow I think right. it's a really good question yes historically there has been fraud in the olive oil industry mm. and there's no denying that um, it's be uh, olive oils have been tried. There have been attempts to pass off extra virgin olive oil as extra virgin olive oil, and it's had lower quality olive oil in it, or it's had um, um, even had nut oils, which is yeah. which is really yes. very dangerous because actually people can come to harm. Um, so um, there has been historically. It's now one of the most regulated um, um, food industries in the world, wow. um, and one of the most. One of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had, Tamara, is 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 I, I'm used to going to um, and speaking about the health benefits of of, of of olive oil to sommelier courses. Um, so I'm used to the 
to people um, tasting oils and uh, and putting their nose into the glass and uh, 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 and and switching it around as as you said people do in the wine industry. Um, but one of the most surreal experiences was going to a uh, into a police station and seeing um, lines of uh, uh, uniformed uh, Sicilian policemen um, um, tasting olive oils because. They were cracking down. They've been trained to taste um, and to and to, to to attempt to rule out fraud because wow. uh, they have become so concerned about the uh, about the accusations of, of fraud. I think it's probably true to say that 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 purposeful fraud is, is I suspect, at its lowest level that it has been for for many years, and certainly doesn't have the it, you know the historical connotations now. But what is the case is that um, a lot of people are putting out extra virgin olive oil that only just meets the extra virgin olive oil qualities. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you leave that on a shelf in a supermarket for a number of months, or if you store it poorly, uh, or if you don't bottle it correctly, um, even it may go out of your, out of your production as being extra virgin olive oil um, by the time it's been on the supermarket shelves and it's by the time it is uh, in the consumer's home and by the time the time the consumer has um, had it on their shelf. Um, um, I remember going to friends for a dinner party and I took them a very, very special bottle of extra virgin olive oil and I went round for dinner three months later and they said, look, we've still got your extra virgin And I said, no, 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 I don't want to see that. No, you should have had it. No, you should have consumed it weeks ago. Oh, that must have <laughs> um, broken your heart. Oh, I can imagine. It's like you don't leave good quality olive oil on the shelves. That's right. So, so, so because of that, I think there are there have been some tests which have shown that the, quite a lot of extra virgin olive oils have been below standards. But I think it's true that if you get a good quality extra virgin olive oil from a reputable producer and and from a reputable um, seller, then then your extra virgin olive oil is 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 going to be great oil. There's just just going back to um, the fraud part that you were talking about, because I know that, um, you know, it, we we wouldn't even have enough time to talk about that part of the olive oil industry and its history and how far it goes back and how much the fraud, you know, how much it kind of permeated the industry. But there was one story that I heard and it's just come to mind. So please forgive me. I can't remember the details, but um, when the wine industry, I think it was in the 80s. Um, there was a big crackdown because there was fraud happening in the quality of the wine um, in Spain, I think. And basically people before that time used to just consume wine in like bottles that didn't even have labels and didn't even have dates or anything like that. But then as soon as the fraud was discovered, then the the wine suddenly like was very highly regulated and they needed to have every single detail on the labels because um, they were cracking down basically. But that wasn't really happening for olive oil, but olive oil was having the same issues though. So are you saying that the, the crackdown has happened and like this much highly, more highly regulated now as in almost like the wine industry? Would you say that? Yeah, I mean, that, that has happened. I, I mean, people... Um, people actually have died as a, as a result of in the uh, I think it was in the 
in the 70s or 80s in Spain, people died from That's from, um, from oil, oil that was sold. Oh, oil, oil, right? Yes, yes, yes. It was actually cut with 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 with, um, with another oil. There was actually there was actually wasn't wasn't even olive oil. So um, so there is there is there is um, there are sensitivities around around mm. that for sure. Which 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 means that we're actually in a pretty good place because mm. you can pretty much guarantee that if an extra virgin olive oil has been um, is on the shelf, it, it almost certainly was at one point part of a regulated system of production and of course uh, you know food fraud um um well uh, you know you could say we have food fraud on a massive scale don't we with our huge food Absolutely. food producers yeah. how can you produce a prawn flavored uh, vegetarian meal i will never know um <laughs> that's not overt fraud but it's kind of there's there's some deception there somewhere yes. but, but we, we all know about it yeah. but you know it's quite interesting because because you know food um uh, fraud has gone on for uh, for millennia in fact the romans um um used to insist that their um olive oil um was stamped and and w was authenticated so there is a um there is a hill in roman uh, in rome today called monte testaccio mm -hmm. which is actually a rubbish tip which is a rubbish pile um and you can actually get, walk up it but it's full of old amphorae and when they looked at these old amphorae of olive oil and wine uh containers uh, the vast majority of them were stamped with the uh, origin, and so the 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 the, um, the the producer in North Africa, uh, you know, modern day Tunisia, who was supplying to the uh, to the Roman Empire, uh, um, you know, would would they would be checking on him and uh, and uh, and making sure that it was uh, it was there was some kind of um, some kind of authentic authenticity, some kind of um, um, uh, chain, some kind of regulation. So, so the Romans uh, knew well that there was a possibility of of, of fraud in both wine and and olive oil, oh. um, and uh, so that's you know there's nothing new under the sun, is there? So, um, um, but I think that I think today there are some you know there are some good uh, quality standards which are um, uh, widely enforced. Um, but as I say, you've got to be careful about the way in which your your extra virgin olive oil has been stored and and after production. So when it comes to choosing the right olive oil, now when I've kind of tried to look into it myself, it seems like there's so many um, different pieces of advice, and even then, you can't quite trust the label, and you can't like even when you mentioned. Um, first cold pressed, for example. So I'm holding one of my bottles by Cola Vita and it's extra virgin olive oil, which is good, check. And then it says first cold pressed. So we've already said that that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong, but it just means that yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. Um, exactly. it's, it's a good sales technique, I guess. So yeah. with, with big brands like Cola Vita, and then I have here Filippo Berrio, um, do you prefer to choose um, big brands or do you prefer to go to smaller producers? Like what, from someone in your position, what do you prefer to do? So I would definitely go for a small or regional product. Right. I mean, I think the, the, the large, um, you know, the, the, the big players in the industry source their, their, their oil from, 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 Many different countries. They 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 usually go to the uh, olive groves at the end of the season when 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 the best stuff has been shipped out under a private label, um, under the or potentially under the far under the farmer's uh, own label or the cooperative, um, and and they and they and they get the oil that is good enough to be extra virgin, um, and, and then mix it and and get the right mix for for their customers. 
um, in terms of that, frankly, rather bland and unexciting taste, which which will, is unlikely to have uh, the rich be rich in these 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 really important components, uh, the polyphenols. Now, if you if you look for something that if you look for a bottle that uh, perhaps they're describing the variety of the olives or piqual or abacina or something like that, then you'll know that it's kind of from one area or one region or even one farm. Mm -hmm. You might see. Um, so you won't on a on a big, big label get a particular variety because they're mixing them by by definition yeah. um so you might get a variety just like you will with wine you might get you'll get a get a great wine you might get a combination of the varieties that's great as well but there'll be a description of the variety you will be able to almost imagine by looking at the bottle where this guy you'll be able to see where it comes from you should be able to see whether it's from greece whether it's from spain and you should get a sense of whether or not it's a it's a it's a small product a small production line uh, or whether it's um, a, a larger cooperative and cooperatives actually are pretty good these days in spain and greece because they, uh, they they get the farmers to work together just to produce larger quantities so um so so i tend to in my house i mean i i only have extra virgin olive oil i don't have any other oil um um or indeed you know i don't have butter i, don't, I just have extra virgin olive oil because i i love it and i know it's great for my health I will, uh, for cooking, probably buy a three liter or, or a five liter, really good quality, regional, um, perhaps Greek uh, Greek oil in a can, which which probably comes from a cooperative. Um, it probably comes from a region, so it might be from the Peloponnese, it might be from Crete. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. okay, well, this is I'm really really getting down to a, a sense of where this is coming from. Right. Um, and they might sort of describe it. They might say that it's that, that it's fruity and that it's peppery. And you know, although you might you know you might say, well, that that, that could be made up. In general, it means that they 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 know what they're they're, they're doing and they know what yeah. they're describing. And then on the table, so I'll use that for cooking, perhaps. And then on the table, I might have a, a bit of a more special oil. So mm -hmm. it might be from one producer, one farm. Um, it might have won some awards. You, you know, um, uh, although you know, awards are, are not necessarily the, the be all and end all. But yeah. you know, it, it's it's going to be a family, um, effectively, probably a single estate, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, um, oil and then but the key to be honest tomorrow is is for people to taste and I, i'm really i yeah. really encourage people you know get a bottle of your um you know, you know actually after this you know get get your bottle of your philip barrier yeah. um and 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 just have it in a sort of thimble full um smell it um then just take a little bit into your mouth and and do what the italians call strepaggio which is mm, this is that yes get it, that's right to get right, it get right. it in your um, and then just just let your senses kind of say, okay, well, what am I getting here? And then then go to a you know perhaps just spend a little money on a top shelf um, um, oil, which you which you figure is is from a, a single estate or a single farm farmer who will be immensely proud of what they do and very passionate about what they do. And then taste it alongside it and see where you get that smell of fresh grass, where you get that, um, the, all those the, those wonderful flavors and the slight bitterness and the pungency. Um, and, and you know, do it with friends, have a little bit of, have a little olive oil tasting, even if none of you are experts, doesn't matter. I, I'm not a trained sommelier, yeah. but you know, it's, 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 it's great fun. And then see what you prefer. And, uh, 
and and see what you prefer then with food because then as you mix the oil with food it, it, the flavors change and they they certainly um soften but again think about what that's doing for your health as well because um because it will be a uh, uh, um, full of these rich rich polyphenols me yeah, so the, the gist that i'm getting is that the the more detail on the label about where the olives have come from maybe even the the, the types of olives like that's when you're when you, when the label starts to go into the nitty-gritty of of where this olive oil actually came from that's a really good sign um because when it comes to the big brands like the ones i have here they literally just mention the countries so it just says i mean philippe philippe berrio says mix has it has oils from greece italy portugal spain and tunisia packed in italy so to me that's very um uh, like broad um, and it doesn't go into much detail, but you would say to go for brands that go into more detail about, you know, and, and more local, like maybe a smaller producer, they're probably the ones to trust the most. You would say that. Yes. Yeah. Because they were, they are, you know, invariably really proud of what they do yeah. um, and their trees will be loved and, and perhaps farmed for generations. Um, and so, so yes, that's that's a really good indicator of of what pride they take in their in their in their product, um, and you can get a sense. You can almost kind of get a sense of where they are, and, uh, and yeah. also get, get a feel for the, for the, for their grove and, and the passion uh, of of the grower. And of course, I mean, I accept that um, that that the extra virgin olive oil is not cheap, and I think mm. you know one of the reasons why some of the brands go for the very cheap um, um, option is because they are aware that you know we've got a a, a credit crisis we've got a, we've got a we've got an economic crisis and 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 we must take that into account but the interesting thing is um that i would say it, there are three things about about extra virgin olive oil and expense the first thing is that you can cut down on expense by using it in in cans in three liters and five liters um from a country perhaps a cooperative uh, um with some good descriptions on the label that can actually be relatively inexpensive um in in a big can it can cut down the cost quite a lot and if you're using a lot if it's your go-to source of cooking and, and and drizzling then you know you will get through that um as a family and that brings the price down really quite considerably i think then the the next thing is to ask yourself what are my priorities and what am i going to spend money on and many of us buy a bottle of wine and you know perhaps consume it in a night and it's mm. cost us you know ten dollars or whatever but yet we seem to be reluctant to buy a beautiful bottle for this of extra virgin olive oil for the same price that may last us a couple of weeks with a with a little bit of drizzling and so it is to some extent about choice and then finally because i think it's really important that we remain evidence-based finally there is some increasing research which is showing that actually if people convert to the mediterranean diet prepare food and use extra virgin olive oil as as one of the more expensive elements to the diet but an otherwise cheaper diet based on fresh vegetables based on on cooking from scratch basing up based on flavors from herbs and spices based on reducing uh the, the big portions of, of 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 red meat for example and the purchased desserts people can actually save money on uh on the mediterranean diet so you have to think about extra virgin olive oil as a as part of that as part of your cost, your weekly shop cost overall, because what you're going to do with the extra virgin olive oil is you're going to roast 
mixed vegetables in it perhaps so sweet potatoes carrots parsnips onions a bit of garlic all roasted as your as as your as your vegetable to, to perhaps put alongside your piece of fish and that extra virgin olive oil is going to make sure that those it relatively inexpensive vegetables taste absolutely fantastic and 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 fill you up and and also give you all those great plant uh plant nutrients uh, and minerals and vitamins and and, and polyphenols so I think it's quite about us resetting perhaps our thoughts on 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 cost and expense. Right. So just a couple more questions because I know that over in the UK it's like eight eight pm now. So you're you're probably wrapping up for the evening. But um, just just a couple more questions. So if someone can't get hold of um, like a local like a, a local producer or or a small kind of producer and they're in the supermarket and they're like okay so I don't want to choose I don't want to put my money into something that's not any good um what would you say I mean because for example this one says it has a mild flavor which now I'm thinking hmm maybe that's not the best it's not high in you know polyphenols and antioxidants um you know it has a stamp from the north american olive oil association so it's kind of like you know putting itself up there in terms of awards and stamps and um so what would you recommend to someone who's in the supermarket how do they choose the best they can get from there so i think it's it's a it's again it's about it's about choosing based on what that bottle is telling you Mm. um and also looking at the price because we know that it is it, it, it's it's not possible to produce a really great extra virgin olive oil for a below a certain amount of money i mean just like you know when we think about the cost of a chicken you, you know the price that we pay the price the chicken pays for being that cheap and the and the quality that we that we get for a mass produced chicken you know the, the very fact that you can have a chicken on the shelf that costs um you know five dollars five us dollars or, or, or five pounds for a whole whole chicken is just you know it's just inconceivable how that can happen so exposure of will cost something you know you can't get it absolutely um, um for, for bottom line prices and prices are going up because of lots of uh, lots of reasons about supply uh climate change potentially contributing um increase in vegetable oil costs because of the of the, of the tragic war in ukraine um so olive oil costs are going up um but you need to choose one i think that has that has that is reasonably priced that you can afford but that communicates on label exactly the the sense that that, that they know what they're doing the producer has pride and they know what they're they're doing and if you can get your larger quantities your three liters or five liters um online um, that's a, another another good option but if you're in the supermarket go for something that uh that, that is communicating that and, and you're right you're beginning you know we're, we're beginning to learn you know yes. that actually it's 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 about perhaps some a little bit of pe- pepperiness a little bit of bitterness it's about the fact that the the olive variety might be a coratina or it might be a piquale or like you know we, we may not know what that is that means but you know we're getting a sense that the farmer knows what he's doing yes. um, and, uh, and 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 takes pride in, in 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 that in that in that production or the region the cooperative perhaps is 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 taking that pride uh, in where that they're sourcing their their oil from and also getting used to taking your oil home you've read the label you've done done your bit in the supermarket and then you get home you open the bottle and you taste it 
So I, I think it's a really great thing. I'm definitely going to be doing that from now on, tasting it and getting used to having the olive oil neat and getting used to what you like, sensing the different senses that you get. You know, is it peppery? Is it bitter? Does it make you cough? Um, all of those things are, are just really part of the journey. And then you'll learn as you go along and you'll learn, you know, what brand you do like, because maybe something like Colavita, you know, maybe I do like, you know, stuff from them. I haven't really tried this one neat yet, but um, that's that's something that, you know, people should do more for sure. Um, I do have one more burning question, just one more, and you can probably answer it in one word. Um, the fridge test. Have you heard of it? Um, yes. <laughs> so, the fridge test. Is there any truth that if you put like good quality olive oil should go solid in the fridge? Tell me. So, so um, olive oil goes solid in in the fridge below below, below four degrees um but it doesn't denote the quality okay. of it and it doesn't make any distinction between real or fake extra virgin olive oil so it 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 it, it just happens and so sometimes if people have um olive oil stored in a cool place mm. sometimes it actually goes below those mm. temperatures um which is fine it will cloud over but as soon as it comes up to temperature uh it will begin to uh, begin to liquefy again so um or again if you have a if you have a delivery of your oil uh um, on a cold winter's day and it sits on your in your porch for a couple of hours again you know you know it might um solidify that's not a problem um but you shouldn't feel the need to fridge your oil it's got yeah. enough uh, um, natural preservatives to, to 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 be fine if it's kept in a cool and, and dark place for a period of a few weeks, um, but it doesn't make any difference in terms of uh, it's not a test for whether or not it's real or whether it's fake or whether it's low or, or good quality. But what if it doesn't solidify in the fridge because Filippo Berio didn't? It remained a liquid. So what does that mean? Well, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> I, I should. Um, I, I, oh gosh! Well, I don't know the I don't know the answer. Fine, I mean, fine. Yes, that's yes. fascinating. Most extra virgin olive oils do go. Well, gosh, it probably depends on a number of chemical factors. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know why that's not gone. Why that's not gone? I'm not impressed with this one, Simon. The Filippo <laughs> Berio is not going well for me. I'm just. I think it's just gonna. You know, I've, I've already also I've opened it and I've I've had it for probably months. So this is probably like good for the bin maybe maybe I'll just but that is a good you, you might want to just have a taste of it just so that you know what rancid what likely rancid oil tastes okay, because that. you can taste you can taste rancid oil it'll it'll taste it'll 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 have a taste which is um often described a little bit like nail varnish uh, mm. or, or or nail varnish cleaner so if you if you um if you taste it and it's gone rancid then uh, then um then it might taste like your nail varnish remover um and uh uh, and the other option is, of course, it might still taste okay. It might still taste like a very, very mild and bland uh, extra virgin olive oil. But then if you taste it alongside a really uh, great quality middle range, um, you, you'll certainly see, see the difference. You'll, 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 you'll see, not see, but you'll, you'll, you'll know the difference. You'll, you'll, you'll smell the difference in the, in the, in maybe you'll get some, some fresh cut grass aromas and, and then you'll certainly taste the difference as well. So and it's it's great fun and 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 because and it's partly it's great fun because you know that that you're not just doing it for uh, you know to to make a 
distinction between one red wine and another red wine to be a to be a sort of wine snob you're actually doing it because you're, you're you're wanting to know that this is really going to be healthy this is really great quality this is really rich in those anti-inflammatory and antioxidant um 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 you know elements so it's going to be great for your health and that's a fantastic signal that nature has given us the ability to recognize something through these pungent bitter flavors um that's 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 going to do us good um and that extends to other things like herbs and spices which give us these flavors and which also are very very rich in in antioxidants but sadly over decades our taste has lost this um interest i think we've, we've just gone down the down the fat and 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 sugar um rabbit hole in, yeah. and and i think we're losing sadly some of our real interest in 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 taste um which which i think we need to regain and 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 kind of get back on that on that territory and tell the producers of mass-produced processed high sugar high salt food to get off our lawn <laughs> get their tanks off our lawn as we say in the uk um, and get back to get back to tasting really natural uh, um really beautifully produced foods oh lovely or oh, do you know what that was that was the perfect end to this conversation i couldn't have ended it better myself um i just want to say a huge thank you um it's just is, is there anything um that the audience needs to know um like how can they follow up on what you're doing is there anything that you're doing in the future what's what's next well so um i've got a i've got a couple of books out on the mediterranean diet the olive oil diet and a book called the real mediterranean diet as well which was released a couple of years ago um and with uh, chef amy riolo i have now done the new series of diabetes for dummies so the sixth edition of diabetes for dummies and diabetes nutrition and meal planning for dummies and the diabetes cookbook which is coming out next year oh. the dummies series are, are our books but but the interesting thing about that is that is that essentially a, a, a great diet for somebody who has diabetes or pre-diabetes is a great diet for mm. everybody because we right. all need to be cognizant of of the sugars and 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 and, and so on so um so yes yeah, so that's my um I, i'm currently doing a lot of work uh, around diabetes but but my main uh, mainstay is still really just talking and uh, and uh, and trying to communicate the the benefits of the mediterranean diet which really brings us back to the very beginning of the conversation because because my passion really stems from encouraging my patients to adopt the mediterranean diet rich in extra virgin olive oil and really seeing tangible difference to their health to their blood pressures to their cholesterols and just to their sense of well-being and enjoyment of a more healthy lifestyle brilliant well thank you so much for the knowledge you've imparted i've learned so much i know everyone has has learned so much as well i think we're all going to be tasting olive oil after this so um, and that's down to you so um, i hope we get to do this again soon great that would be lovely tomorrow thank you I'm Tamara Walpole, and you've been listening to Your Body's Way. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. You can find me on Instagram as Tamara Walpole Nutrition. Join me next time for some more juicy information on how to help you on your journey to your best self yet. Your Body's Way is the only way. Chat soon.